Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. You Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Bang, 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 bang. Oh boy, he's excited. Episode 103 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now right now what up what up as always i am big z and i'm here with my boy e-rock what up e? what's up z what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show if you are a first timer or a long timer please remember to hit that subscribe button that notify button and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice you can find us on facebook at true chicago fans you can follow us on twitter at true shy fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. Hey, tell your friends. They will tell their friends. We can all be friends. Tell your friends, your fans, your neighbors, Anyone that you know, if you like the content, bring them on over. Uh, maybe you got fans. Shit, I don't know. Bring them over. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hey, 4th of July, tell everyone there. Hey, give them one of our stickers. Shout them out to the podcast. Put on the Bluetooth. Whatever you got to do, bring in the people because we do it for you. Z, what's up, brother? How you doing? I am amazing. First off, happy 4th of July, brother. It's a pretty big holiday. We've been waiting for this for a while. We love the barbecue. We like to hang out. Uh, we love the summer weather. It is beautiful outside. So happy 4th of July to you, your family, and everyone out there that's listening and watching. Uh, we just love our listeners. So, you know, we want you to celebrate. Stay safe out there. Don't blow off your hands. Uh, stay away from the, uh, to, stay away a little further from the fireworks. Uh, enjoy from afar. And do not post any videos of fireworks because no one's watching that shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I, look, I see the same thing. You see. Ain't nothing special about the same fi- the same fireworks I'm watching here. It's the same thing when Thanksgiving comes around. Be like, look what's on my plate. I don't care. I just same ate the thing. same shit. Yeah, it's the same I thing. I did the same <laughs> shit as you did. Look, hey, the beer is is getting ready to get chilled. We got the beer ready. We got the grill ready. We I just made some. Uh, I'm doing some uh, uh, chicken leg lollipops. You know what those are? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I got those ready. They're already marinating, so they're, they're ready to go for uh, for the Monday holiday, man. So, uh, you know, we'll be throwing down, so it, oh, yeah. it, it'll be a lot of fun. If there's one thing that you do know how to do is how to eat well, sir. I know how to cook well. <laughs> and if you, can, if you don't, you know what I mean? Like, one le- one thing leads to another, right? So, I mean, but well, that's it goes hand it in hand. So. They go hand in hand, brother. You know, they yeah, go well, I know a lot of people that can eat their ass off, can't cook for shit. Well, they got money then. Nah, just sitting there <laughs> waiting for you to do all the work. That's what it is. <laughs> 
All right, uh-huh. it's been a crazy week. This week has been crazy. We, we were both recovering from our vacation in St. Louis. Uh, for myself, my sleep is completely off. Uh, yeah, ever since I came back, you know, at two or three in the morning, whatever time it was from St. Louis, my sleep has been completely off. That means I've been binging a lot of, lot of TV, uh, staying up late. Uh, unfortunately, I, when I stay up late, I eat late, and that's a very bad thing to do. So I got to get my walks in and my bike rides in. So, um, yeah, sleeping is way off. But I'm enjoying every day to the fullest. Right now, uh, I think I got about a month and a half left, left of vacation. So I have to enjoy every day like it's the last day because there's not another break until Labor Day. <laughs> oh no, you get six whole weeks of uh, vacation. I'm crying over here. I'm crying for you. You're crying over there. <laughs> Fuck out of here. here. I'm supposed to know. I only have six weeks. Get the fuck out of here. That's okay. I put in my time. I put 10 months of hard time, bro. 10 months of hard time. And what do you think the rest of us are doing? I don't know. Right. Looking at emails. I don't know what the hell you guys do. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's start backwards. This is not chronological, but backwards. Uh, Last night with the UFC, there was some fights. I didn't know who the hell they were, were, but I was watching good fights on there. Um, yeah, I really had no idea who the fuck was fighting. Uh, they're like, hey, I this. Know, I know Adesanya was, was fighting, yeah. and that's a pretty big name. I didn't get to watch the fight last night, but from what I understand, he uh, came out to The Undertaker. Yes, that's what I was getting to. He came out with the theme song, The Fog. He came out with the hat. It looked more of a Texans hat with a little, little uh, jewelry on top, but he came out with the urn with the name of his opponent on there, which I thought was fucking phenomenal. Came out there. I wish he would have came out with the trench coat as well, uh, but he didn't, but it's all good. Um, and he came out and he dominated the fight. He, I think he only lost one round. Uh, and it was a pretty much stand-up round, uh, stand-up fight. So um, it was a good fight. Um, nothing special about it, nothing spectacular about it, but it was a good fight to watch. Um, the rest of the fights were mediocre. Mediocre. Just as, as mediocre as the way you say mediocre, you mediocre, mediocre bastard. How do, you not, how do you still have a problem with You're a school teacher. How do you still have a problem with basic English? Me- mediocre. 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 What the fuck out of here? <laughs> uh, yeah, then I came home because I couldn't sleep. I had a bunch of adrenaline, and I watched the replay of WWE Money in the Bank, and that was actually a good thing. So I suggest you watch that. Put it on your queue so you can fall asleep, too. It was actually a very good pay-per-view. Tons of good fights, especially the women fights were really good. Um, but again, I'm not sleeping normal hours, and it's, it's, it's weighing on me. Um, but as far as Wednesday bowling, yes, everyone wants to know about my Wednesday bowling. Okay. We're losing. <laughs> we're second to last place right now. And it's not because we're not knocking down pants. It's because we're short our fourth player. He's been short. For, uh, he's been gone for like four weeks, five weeks now. I don't even know. So if there is somebody listening, anybody listening that can bow on Wednesday nights at 630 at diversity, hit up your boy because we need a body to knock down some pins because that's the only way we're fucking losing is because we keep losing. Uh, 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 because we don't have a fourth player so we keep uh, uh losing 10 pins from his score every week and um everyone that we're playing has a high handicap so it's really kicking our ass we have the highest uh pin total without the handicap or second the highest pin total so we're we're not down, knocking down pins it's just we're short-handed and we we just can't overcome that I might have a guy too. I'm gonna reach out to him. I just spoke about your bowling league. As a matter of fact, talk about you were down a guy. So I'm gonna see if he's available uh, to come your neck of the woods. That's right. Twenty five bucks a week, and uh, there's there's tons of cold uh, Coors Light and Miller Light and any other beverage you like to take on. So hey, we need it. E, <laughs> how was your week, sir? Man, look, look. This is one of those weeks that all uh, every day flew by. 
The only thing that I'm missing right now is softball, man. I, I'm I'm playing without it. It's been a whole six months, uh, longer than that, really. When you go back to football and back to uh, last uh, year, um, but yeah, I mean, like that. That's that's the thing. Luckily, we have a tournament coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, so we'll be back in gear, uh, just kind of getting our our feet wet back after a championship, and uh, you know, getting the girls grinding because I know they're itching to get back out there. So I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be good to get it back out in the diamond. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I just you know. Uh, coming home you, you talk about your sleep schedules off my sleep my sleep schedule has been off for the last 20 years <laughs> yeah so you're I don't a night know owl what you complaining about you're, i mean you're a huge you know, night I, owl I, huh so you're a huge night owl yeah I, yeah i mean like I, I wake up in the morning the first thing i want to do is take a nap right so i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you talk about sleep schedule for what you complaining about but yeah i mean look it, it, it's been I, i'll tell you what it's been a good week of Cubs baseball they've been playing really well so I've been enjoying that uh caught a little bit of White Sox not too not White Sox uh, uh, for me at this point they kind of are on in the background like right like I, I watched almost a whole damn game the other day and and I had to check the next morning to see who won because I, I was I left the room and I came back and I was like oh shit it's over so you know I, but but the Cubs have been on fire lately so we'll we'll kind of dig into that a little bit later and uh and I'll give you my perspective of what they're doing and and how they're doing it because it's been a lot of fun to watch Definitely, definitely. The Cubs have been playing better. I know how they beat up on Boston and so forth. And the White Sox are playing on the West Coast, so those games are a little later. So if you, uh, uh, you know, if you watch baseball at night, it usually puts you to sleep unless it's a really good game. Um, but I hear you, man. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Yeah, man. And, and I actually did catch uh, Dodgers and Padres the other day too. So it's been uh, it's been nice. You know, having a little bit more time at home is is nice in the. In the aspect that i do get to watch some baseball and you know look it's summer it's time for baseball hey maybe some of y'all out there need a fresh start let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at acsi with over 50 expert technicians in the chicagoland area acsi offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring whether residential cable installation fiber to the home or commercial structured cable wiring acsi is a proud partner of both comcast and astound powered by rcn fans let me tell you the most impressive thing about acsi the acsi crew did their thing during the covid 19 pandemic and acsi was awarded hasia's 2020 contractor of the year award the best part is that acsi is growing bigger and better than ever acsi is now hiring for field sales technicians and project managers check out acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today acsi is an equal opportunity employer go get you a job ladies and gentlemen that's right go get a job Hey, this week we talk about free agency in the NBA, a uh, flurry of moves, not exactly what I think Bulls fans were uh, were expecting. Uh, Rudy Gobert, not on the Bulls. Rudy Gobert actually ended up in Minnesota, so that was a little bit that. interesting. Uh, we talk, of course, about Chicago baseball. I seen something about the fire in there, some for some reason. I don't, I don't care about that <laughs> shit. And, you know, of course, we got stirring the pot. And hey, what you looking at? But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Oh, man. I had to do a follow-up, sir. I had to do the follow-up. <laughs> Story number one. For the second time in three days, a Yellowstone visitor is gored by a bi bison. 
A 71-year-old woman from Westchester, Pennsylvania, and her daughter inadvertently approached a bison on Wednesday. How do you... In- I don't even know how to get that. Yellowstone National Park, right? This is in Wyoming, way out there in the West. Wild, wild West. <laughs> All right. So for the second time in three days, a visitor has been gored at the Yellowstone National Park. And it was a 71-year-old woman and her daughter who went, quote unquote, inadvertently approached a bison this past Wednesday when they were returning their vehicle to Yellowstone Lake Trailhead. The woman's injuries were not life-threatening. Park officials said she was taken by ambulance to West Park Hospital in Cody, Wyoming. The incident remains under investigation as park officials do not release more information about the encounter. Stay the fuck away from the bison. Hey, listen, unless you're going to a Bills game, stay away. I don't understand what the problem is. You know, you know what's funny? You know what this reminds me of is uh is is that lady in India that got uh stomped by an elephant and then like the elephant showed up at her funeral and stomped her ass again. I mean oh like oh stay away. Stay the fuck away from the big ass animals. What is you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean I, I, most people don't even know what how to picture it. They don't know what a bison looks like all right it is a huge animal it is a huge animal it's like like if you put like a uh, uh, an elk and a woolly mammoth together and they had a kid that, and they're not as big as a woolly mammoth but they're huge and they have horns like do not fuck with the horns do not they fuck with the bull horny. you get the horns you know hey there you go uh, <laughs> it's just common sense they're wild animals they're 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 gonna protect themselves they you know that's a wild instinct they're gonna protect themselves so stay the fuck away from them Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no bison burgers. Thank you. I've never had one. You had one before? No, because that motherfucker's gonna gore me. What is wrong <laughs> with you? I'm not trying to get that close. <laughs> All right, story number two. Man, this is wild. This is wild. I had to bring this up. A brawl involving up to 60 people on a cruise ship erupted after cheating allegations, according to some passengers. Oh my god, this happened on a cruise oh. ship. Yes. Uh, apparently there was uh, a threesome between some passengers. I guess it was not consensual as far as the other people knew the other <laughs> partners knowing about the other it. People in their relationships. Yeah, the other people in the relationship didn't know about it. So Fox News reports a travel agent who witnessed the chaos claims that the fracas fracas broke out after a pair of significant others accused their partners of cheating. The agent, Teresa James, confirmed that the estimated 60 people were involved in the fight which started in the ship's fifth floor which is the what houses the casino and the dance club footage oh. there's footage of the of the incident all over social media this is about three or four clips and it it is wild like there's there's everyone's like you know dressed nice and white because there's a, a cruise ship and i think it, it, it left new york and it went to like barbados and Caicos and all that stuff and they were on their way back um and then you know the whole threesome happened apparently and the partners didn't know, so they were accusing each other. And there is women fighting women. There is women fighting men. There is chairs thrown at people. There is people being pushed. Uh, and you see a bunch of cell phones and people on top of chairs just filming everything. So it is a wild, wild thing. I'm staying away from cruise ships. I, I'm not a cruise ship guy. I think I talked about this a little bit before. But, I mean, people are like, oh, you have so much stuff to do on on that big ship that you don't even realize. I'm like, yeah, I realize that I'm trapped on a ship and I can't get off. I realize that the whole time. You're never going to convince me that I could just get up and go because guess what you can't do? You can't get up and go. You're on that fucking boat. I'm like, wait a minute. What if I just want to leave the boat? Like, well, you hope you can swim or and not get sucked under the rotors because, I mean, you're fucked. It's, it's just too much. I can't. 
I, I can't I can't do it, man. It's just I, it's not even claustrophobic. It's just like, hey, what if what if I have anxiety and I want to get the fuck away from these people? What if some weirdos on, on on the thing and they're like, hey, what's up, big boy? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Please go find another big boy. Well, we, me and you, we both suffer from some some type of anxiety, right? Um, then you have your, you know claustrophobia, which I'm not as claustrophobic unless I'm inside of MRI. Um, you have the um, the um, uh, what is it uh, sick uh, sea ship? Uh, what is that called? Seasickness, yeah, 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 seasickness, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you sort of you kind of suffered from vertigo at one time, so you yep. don't want to reactivate yep, yep. that at all. Um, so yeah. and, you know, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, you're you're you can stop at different locations, and it's cool because you get to travel to like four or five different islands or whatever. But you're on the sea for like four days before that. You can't go yeah, nowhere. I'm- Apparently, the other thing you have to worry about is rampant threesomes that <laughs> randomly happen. I mean, shit. Oh, boy. Hide your daughters and hide your wives. Shit. Hide your daddies. <laughs> oh, speaking of daddies, a story number three. Ooh, Ooh looks like The Rock has pebble siblings. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Okay, I don't even need to do a dad joke this week. Yo, no, I took that up for you. I already took care of that. DNA tests show that five strangers are the Rock's half-siblings. You know, Papa was a Rolling Stone. He was. <laughs> a Sports Illustrated features a story features that the Rock, Rocky Johnson, the late father of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, fathered five additional children in Canada prior to the legendary wrestler and eight-list actor's birth. Duh. Sports Illustrated Greg Oliver chronicled the story of five strangers who formed a familiar bond after finding each other um, and their uncle, Rocky's brother, Ricky Johnson, uh, despite never having met the biological father in person. Rocky Johnson, who was born Wade Bowles in Amherst, Canada, uh, was previously married to Una Sparks and had two children, children, Wanda, born in 1964, Curtis in 1966, prior to his wrestling career taking off internationally and his relationship with Dwayne Johnson's mother, Ata Maivia, the daughter of the legendary wrestler High Chief Peter Maivia and promoter Leah Maivia. However, Johnson fathered his first child, Paula Parsons, in 1964, and four others, Trevor Edwards, born in 67, Lisa Purves in 68, Adrian Bowles in 70, Aaron Fowler in 70, prior to uh, Dwayne's birth in May of 1972. Uh, which is previously uh, no, unknown to the public prior to Sports Illustrated breaking this story this past week. So, I mean, it, the, you know, wrestling is a traveling circus. I mean, these guys get bored. You know, they do their thing, the wrestling thing. Then they head off to the bar and then they travel to the next town. So he was traveling to the next town and the next town and being Johnny Appleseed in Canada and planting his, uh, his flag. He's spreading his seeds all over Canada. What, a, <laughs> what, <laughs> what an American thing to do. Yeah, Rocky Appleseed is that what he's Rocky doing? Rocky Appleseed, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. just look, man. Uh, this shouldn't surprise nobody, no. especially you know, uh, back in the day, like you said. I mean, these guys that travel, we hear about this all the time. Uh, what, what, what's his name? Nick Cannon got about seventeen different children. And he says, "I'm going to keep populating the earth with, you know, bad actors and shit like that." So I mean, <laughs> you know, he's like, "Hey, what if Wild Now goes seventeen more season? Well, you need enough fucking people to populate that show, I guess. I don't know, man." Uh, but this doesn't surprise me at all. I, I, from what I understand, The Rock uh, started to kind of had a little bit of a relationship or acknowledge that they exist. And, and knowing that the kind of uh, person that The Rock is versus apparently his dad, who's, uh, you know, again, Rocky Appleseed there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm Rocky and Ricky. So I'm, 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 it's kind of dope that they actually were able to reach out to his, his brother and, 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 uh, and the uncle and, and just be like, hey, 
So I've seen pictures, I've seen the relationships of these people, and they definitely all look like The Rock with that big-ass head he got. So mm-hmm. none of this surprises me whatsoever. No, no. But do you smell what he's cooking? Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Oh, God, it ain't a condom. I'll tell you that much. This fucking breakfast. How do you learn? How do you take your eggs? Fertilize, thanks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There you go. Oh, man. I'm Big Z. And that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from my sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, this is Mike Deportes and you're listening to True Chicago Sport Fine Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, E, what is going on on the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Bulls? NBA free agency just started up, and uh, one of the names that we've been watching, of course, is Chicago's very own Zach Levine. Uh, He finally signed his contract, and he agreed to a five-year, $215 million contract extension Clutch Sports announced last Friday. The 27-year-old's blossomed to a two-time All-Star over here in Chicago where he arrived in that trade that sent Jimmy Butler to the Timberwolves in 2017. This is the biggest contract in Chicago Bulls history, and here is how it breaks down by year. The 2022-23 season, he's going to get 36.6 mil. 23-24, he's getting 39.528. Uh, 2024-25, 42.456. 25-26, he's getting 45.384. And uh, 26-27 year, he's going to get 48 million three hundred and twelve thousand dollars for one season of basketball z we talked about this a little bit before there was a lot of other teams that were interested we heard about the mavs we heard about the lakers for a bit was this a good move for the bulls this this was the only move for the bulls you 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 didn't have a healthy full roster for more than 15 games so you've got to run it back um it's the nba there's really no certainties in anything, as we've seen with KD and and LeBron and everyone else being traded and shifted over. It doesn't matter what you pay these gentlemen 
because if they want to leave, they will force their way out. If the Bulls say, hey, you know what? This isn't working. They'll blow it up and they'll find a trade partner that has that cap space or they'll make that cap space. So this was the only move that Bulls had to make. There really wasn't uh, another superstar that was on their radar to be signed that was likely to be signed. The, the whole Rudy Gobert thing, I just thought that was a bunch of smoke. I just thought that he's really a defensive liability when it comes to the fourth quarter because he was sit down the last four minutes of each game over there where he was playing. So for for us, I'm like, we kind of have that already. We want to shore up our defense with a, a, more of a defensive presence with a bigger guy. We've got our shooting guard. Levine, like we said last week, is the person that needs to take a step and take the alpha role and, and you know, score 25 to 30 nightly. Not not every three days. Not 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 take the backseat to DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, what we got from him was a bonus. Everything we got from him was a bonus this year. Everyone was hurt. He put his whole team on his shoulder, and he showed out what he could. And by the end, he ran out of gas. And you saw that. And Levy played hurt as much as he could. He did that with a bum knee. He was giving us 70%, and 70% was just not enough. He had no lift. He couldn't dunk over people. He couldn't rebound. He couldn't shoot very well either. So a healthy Zach Levine, him as an alpha, as your number one, I think will be well. Hopefully he worked on his, his handles so he doesn't turn the ball over. But he looks like we have help coming his way. Yeah, I mean, the the big the other big name that was kind of out there, aside from Gobert, there's a lot of uh, smoke about that trade possibly being made. But, I mean, it would have been it would have had to take place prior to the draft before they got Terry because that pick would have had to been included. But there was a lot of uh, players that were involved. I think Vucci Main, our boy Vucci Main, was in there, Kobe White. Uh, um, I mean, I think even... Uh, uh, there was a few, few other players that, that we had heard about if they were going to try to get that uh, good Rudy over here. But at the same time, you don't want to completely decimate the cupboard, right? That's the problem is that if you don't want to make you don't want to leave the cupboard dry uh, when you're sending away your guys. And that's essentially what happened between uh, the Nuggets when they when they uh, or I mean, the, the uh, Knicks, when they traded for Melo, right? They traded for right. Melo and all the good players they had that they had to trade for Melo. Well, now Melo was there by himself. So, I mean, that was a big part of it. Uh, Bradley Beal actually uh, opted out of the last year of his contract and support. Surprisingly, he actually uh, signed back with the Wizards for a gigantic contract, which was very surprising considering that uh, him and his running partner, uh, uh, John Wall, are no longer together when John Wall got shipped off. So, I mean, you know, uh, Bradley Beal would have been one other player that they could have gone uh you know, after if he had been available when he was for that short time. But, I mean, you know, with Zach Levine, I mean, what we're doing right now, we're needing him, like you said. He's got to be the true number one. And my big concern with him is always going to be the knee. He's always had knee problems uh, for, for a while. And the fact of the matter is is that we need him to be healthy if we're actually going to do, do something and make some noise in the playoffs. Because the other concern, of course, is uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball hasn't been healthy. And Lonzo Ball has not f- played a full season his entire career. So, I mean, you know, that is going to be a question mark. We saw a lot of injuries last year. We saw Pat Will mo- out most of the season. Uh, Caruso out quite a bit. I mean, so, you know, they need to get back. They need to get back into uh, into rhythm, into shape. Um, another player that the Bulls brought back from last year it was free agent for Derek Jones Jr. He agreed to a two-year, uh, $6.6 million deal, nowhere near the type of money that uh, your boy Zach is making. But 
Derek Jones Jr., another slam dunk contest winner uh, from a few years ago. And considering, in fact, the Bulls had no real depth behind Pat Williams at power forward, this move directly addresses a need and brings back a young player who had a solid first season with the Bulls. I mean, he's a real thin guy. I'm pretty sure he got injured at some point, too. I wish he could get a little bit more bulky just to just to be a more tougher uh, uh uh, defender. defender, you know, but I mean, he could score. I mean, he, he could get in there, he could score, and coming off the bench, I mean, that's the kind of guy that you need because you do need scoring off that bench. You definitely need Derrick Jones Jr. He's one of those energy guys. He's going to put the ball back in the hoop off the uh, off a rebound. He's going to get you the 8 to 10 points. You're, you can get about 6 to 8 rebounds a game if you put him in a rotation on, on a consistent rotation. That's what we didn't have yes, uh, last year because of the injuries. We didn't have a consistent uh, rotation. We had you know, it was a makeshift uh, rotation. It kind of looks like the White Sox, where they have no idea who's playing what day. So it's very similar to the White Sox, where they they have a lot of potential, a lot of good players, but a lot of injuries. And your your team, you don't have that team chemistry if they're not playing together. Derek Jones Jr. is going to address that that need of of, of providing Pat Will some uh, spell him off the minutes and provide a little bit of energy for that second unit. Uh, another player that the Bulls brought in is uh, free agent center Andre Jummond. He agreed to a two-year, $6.6 million deal with the Bulls as well. Uh, this is per Woj. Uh, they got him last Thursday, and the second year is a player option. Uh, the 28-year-old big man had a strong second half for the Nets after being dealt just before the trade deadline as part of the packages that sent James Harden to the Sixers. So, you know, Drummond had a pretty good run in Detroit before he started to move around, and, uh, you know, this is a guy that... I think the Bulls really needed. You're talking about a guy who's only 28 years old. I've seen people talking about he's in the uh, in the autumn of his career. No he's way. only 28 years old. Let me remind you of that. So, I mean, and this is a guy that was considered one of the best centers in the league not too long ago. So, a young enough guy. I mean, I think he's what he, he he's younger than Vucci Main, and he's going to yeah. back him up off the bench. So, I mean, to have a guy like this who the Bulls really had no other option at center last year uh, with with some of the players they had to trot out there. I mean, you you know. Uh, with it, Tony Bradley, that guy signed back too, and that was going to be their main option. Now, hopefully, we never have to see that guy uh, actually take off his warmups ever again, because that guy sucks balls. That guy's that <laughs> ne- that guy needs to go hang out with Mac Thomas and 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 uh, sell beers or something, because that guy sucks. Anyway, uh, that's that's what they're looking at right now. So, I mean, the good thing is, like I said, you actually have a true center to back up Vucci Man when he needs to take a break now, and he is. I mean, Vucci Man ain't that. He's not real quick of a guy and and uh and his shooting is is just so mediocre but for a for a big man he's okay but i mean like you know it's good to have it's good to know that they actually have a professional basketball player backing him up now instead of tony bradley uh what you meant he played to the back of his basketball card if you look at his stats at the end of the year it, it essentially matched up what he what a production he does year in and year out um because we see him on a nightly basis we micromanage everything that he does like shooting from the outside and he doesn't he doesn't have his stroke or when he doesn't take the initiative to 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 put it in a basket when he's two feet away and he's uh you know not aggressive so when we when we look at him like that on a day-to-day basis yeah we can say like oh my god he sucks uh, at certain things but he played to what we traded him for now as far as andre drummond andre drummond was great for philadelphia because he spelled on uh, uh Embiid, and Embiid had great a great great stretch um 
right before uh, the playoffs because Andre Drummond was spelling him for 10 to 12 minutes, even 15 minutes, because he could hold his own. Obviously, uh, uh, Andre Drummond is a veteran at this point, and he knows how to play the position. He's only 28. He is not an old player. So you're going to be able to play him a little bit longer if you need to. If if Vooch is is having an off night, hey, run it. You have Drummond out there the entire time. He can run a little faster. He has a little mid-range. He can put the ball in the basket. You don't have to run plays for him. You really don't. And his toughness is going to carry throughout the team. I'm telling you right now, that toughness is going to carry out. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, that's something that we're sorely missing last year. I mean, a, a tough guy, especially coming off the bench. I mean, we're still looking to see what they're going to do with Kobe White. There's still a lot of rumors of him possibly uh, going to another squad and uh, the Bulls trying to see what they can get for him. But it came out also that there's just not a lot of interest for him, right? Because one of the big teams that uh, that we were hoping would bite would be the Lakers because I think uh, there was a lot of people in California that were excited about his skill set. And I've always called him a shittier version of Zach Levine, right? But, uh, you know, look, uh, the, the Bulls are going to have to run it back with Kobe White. That's just what it is. So I'm hoping that, you know, with him along with Drummond coming off the bench, I mean, you got you still got IO, you got AC, so it'll be interesting to see what that second squad looks like. Uh, another member that's going to be joining the Bulls' second squad is Goran Dragic. Uh, he has been in the league forever and ever. The 2008 second round pick joins the Bulls on a, a one year, $2.9 million deal. Um, this is per the Athletics Champ Sharania. And uh, look, they already have a pretty strong backcourt. Uh, Drogic uh, makes it even stronger, but the, again, older guy. Is he going to break down? How long is he going to be able to be there for them? That's the question. Hey, he's a five to seven minute guy game. He's there to spell, you know, the second unit or if someone goes down. That's he's just an insurance policy. He, he again, he's an older guy. He's he's at the end of the bench kind of guy. I mean, if you don't know who this man is, uh, look up Derek Rose dunking on uh, Dragic in Phoenix, uh, and then listen to Stacy's call. That's that's the guy. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, older guy. The, the good thing about someone like him is that he has the experience, right? So we know that he'll be able to uh, help some of the younger guys. Again, a, a guy like Io, a guy like Kobe White. You you have a guy, uh, another uh, point guard coming off the bench. This is a perfect kind of guy to kind of get those guys' minds right, help them be a player coach. And 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 look, I mean, he didn't play that much last year, and uh, and and when he was with the Nets or the Raptors, but. You know, he did pretty good in the playoffs. He averaged 10.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, and 1.5 assists while shooting 56% from the field in just under 20 minutes a game. So, I mean, look, his main thing is that he's he's got this reputation for stepping up in the playoffs, and the Bulls really need a guy like that, especially with the considering the fact that there's not a lot of playoff experience on this roster. So having a guy coming off the bench with a lot of experience and a guy that tends to heat up in the, in the playoffs is a great thing for this squad because there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to kind of get back into that 3-4-5 spot going back into the playoffs next year. Yeah, he just takes Matt's time and spot on the Bulls. I mean, he's going to be there. He's going to be a, a, a general uh, in practice. He's going to share his wealth of knowledge with the young guys and show them how to be a professional, how to be a professional point guard. 
obviously you can see his skill set you know what his, his numbers on his basketball card are that he can put up numbers in, in short spurts he's not a uh, nba starter at this point he's gonna come off the bench and help you guys out and help you guys in the playoffs because uh, obviously you know you go with the hot hand in the playoffs you know it doesn't matter if you got to play 10 or 15 20 minutes it depends on who's hot at the moment so if you're not hitting your shot guess what there's ne- next man up and let's see if we can get that the spark going so we don't get behind in, in uh in the game all right z let's switch over to the ladies side uh what is going on with the chicago sky i mean the chicago sky keep winning man they they won two games this week uh the chicago skies candace parker was selected number one overall by wilson uh another nba player for the WNBA all-star games uh selection and uh stewart was drafted uh um, stewart drafted jackie young of the aces with the number two pick w WNBA legends sue bird and sylvia Foles who are both retiring at the end of the 2022 season, were previously deemed starters as well and co-captains alongside Wilson and Stewart, respectively. The All-Star Game will be here in the Windy City next Sunday. So we, if we're going to go, we got to look at tickets um, like today. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that might not be uh, happening, might not be in the cards for us. But look, the sky looked good. Um, they are on a five-game winning streak. They're eight and two in their last ten. And they're fifteen and five. They're at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, they're just above the Connecticut Sun with uh, one more win. So look, they're they're playing great basketball right now. Candace Parker coming back to form from last year, uh, playing for her hometown team, and I'm I'm really hoping that uh, you know she can bring it home for the for the sky again because you know she is in her element. She is in her home, and I'm hoping that she can go back to back, lead the Chicago Sky back to back championships. That would be amazing. She is really playing her 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 uh shoes off uh and like <laughs> uh she's just playing very well i mean and it's especially because she's in the elder state woman in on the team and she's the leader and you know they kind of go as she goes you know even when they were down i think what the other week they were down like 30 points or something like that and they came back and won she came back she was clapping in her face she's like let's go this ain't nothing we got this and this and that so she she knows what she's talking about obviously she knows basketball because you see her on uh tnt talking about men's basketball and telling them hey this is what they're doing wrong so she is a student of the game so she is a player coach pretty much uh for that team we want them to run it back we want back-to-back championships we can stack up all the championships we want over here we want to be called the city of champions so you know what the chicago sky are going to keep doing it and i can't wait to watch the WNBA all-star game yeah, I mean, it's, it, look, it's always a good time, and and if you're not familiar with WNBA, All Star Game is the great is a great time to start watching. I mean, their, their season is not that long; it kind of satiates your uh, your your hunger, your thirst for some basketball when they're when the NBA is in the off season. And uh, look, this is high quality, uh, you know, high quality stuff here. I mean. The all-star game for any sport is a great time to go ahead and take advantage of learning who the stars are, seeing what they're capable of, and then just jo- just enjoying the environment and, and the camaraderie that you might not uh, realize is, is there. And uh, look, I'm all for promoting uh, women's sports with having female athletes in my house, so I'm all for it, and, and uh, I'm going to do my best to sit my daughters in front of the TV and watch this game. Sounds amazing, brother. All right, I'm going to transition to uh, the one sport you have no clue what's going on. Uh, the Chicago Fire. Yes, the Chicago Fire. Quick note, they're 4, 5, and 8. That's about it. <laughs> they're, they have a disappointing season. They moved back over to Soldier Field, and they're just laying a goose egg. Um, they did win a game last week. They're playing tonight uh, as of Sunday. But um, 
it, it, it's just they don't have the talent to compete with the rest of the big boys. I still want to get us all down there. Uh, I know it's a scheduling issue with with Gigantor always working and uh, and Mike doing his uh, his his music and so forth. But I still want to get all four of us down there uh, to catch a fire game. It's still an experience. I think it's, we still support our own Chicago sports. So before summer's end, brother, we're going down there. Okay. <laughs> All right, fans, let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with three up and three down after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. (laughs) Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. It's time to talk baseball, baby. Yo, E, what's going on with them cubbies? Man, the Cubs are actually looking pretty decent coming off their series win over the Cardinals and STL last weekend and a couple of blowouts to take that Pirate series. Uh, the Cubs faced the Red Sox last weekend at Wrigley for the first time since 2012. The Cubs are 10-plus games below 500, but winning series against quality opponents like the Cardinals and the Red Sox is a step in the right direction. Uh, the Cubs actually have the second-most players on the IL in the majors just behind the Twins. And what that does is that gives other guys an opportunity. Guys like Christopher Morrell, who during that Pirates series had a 5-for-5 five five game, including, uh, I want to say there was a home run in there, there was a couple of doubles, and, and everyone on the team hit. And the one that ended up getting the player out of the game was Patrick Wisdom because he had a grand slam in that game. So we even got we got guys like Schwindel uh, on the IL. We got um, Seiya is getting ready to come back. It looks like he should be back uh, this week because he's he's played in his uh, rehab starts in the uh, in the minors. You got Wade Miley. You got uh, Wade Miley. I don't think he's ever going to come back. Um, you know they, they got uh, a Smiley on there. He's hurt. They got. Uh, um, Strowman is hurt with a shoulder. David Bodie just came back, and then he collided with uh, Nico Horner to kind of scare the shit out of him because he had a he had a pretty significant shoulder injury last year. So that that was interesting that to see him kind of go down. I think he kind of just got scared, and I know exactly what that feeling is. Uh, well, you know, when you have a uh, injury or a surgery to repair something, it's scary to kind of get hit in that area right away. But you know, I'm over here trying to see if the Cubs can uh, sweep this series against the Red Sox, and he's up to bat right now. So, you know, he's back in action. He's he's 
only played five games the whole season. But uh, look, he is a veteran guy on the team, and they need him if they're if they're going to do anything or make any type of splash in the second half of the season. He's another guy that they're going to need, along with all the other guys that might be coming back soon. Yeah, it's nice to see these guys come back up uh, from the IL and and give a spark to the team, especially because the Cubs we know they're out of it. But what they're doing right now is they're evaluating players for the years to come. We we already know that Morel is going to be a staple going forward. Um, do we is both Bodie going to be there? Is Wisdom going to be there? Is, is Ian Happ? I mean, even Happ is de- developing to a major league ball player, um, but is he going to be part of the future? You don't know that. Contreras is still a question on where they're going to trade him. That you know, we, he wanted arbitration. He's going to get his money, but is he going to be traded at the deadline? And then where does he go as far as uh, what team and then what package is he going to bring back? Because if it's not worth it, then you might end up, you know, you're going to have to really bust your balls and try to get him back at the end of the season and it might cost you even more rather than during the season so right now the cubs are are, are beating a, a good quality team like you said they beat the cardinals in a series and now they're, they're they've got the series against the, the boston red sox so they're trying to sweep and and boston's no joke and i know boston hasn't been playing the best ball but they're they're in second place in the east and that's <laughs> that's not saying you know no, that, no you're not no, saying that, second that, place is bad because they're 14 games back but the yankees have been you know Roll steaming on everybody, so yeah. 14 games back is not a big deal because they're, they're, what you're trying to do is get into the wild card. Look, the, the 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 Yankees are the best team in baseball. There's no denying that. So I mean, you know, it wasn't a surprise when the Cubs visited uh, uh, the Bronx not so long ago and got their heads kicked in. But I mean, look, right now the Cubs are 12 and a half games back in the division. They play the Brewers next. They just played the Cardinals. There, you know, I mean, they're they're kind of in the same boat with the Cubs right now, or, or with the White Sox right now, where they're playing a lot of uh, divisional opponents. And I mean, look, again, like I said, we look at up and down the Cubs roster currently. I mean, this is a team full of injuries, and and that's going to be the issue right now. They're waiting for the all these guys to come back. But I mean, you're starting guys like Adrian Simpson, uh, Sampson. Who the hell is that guy? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Michael Givens has been playing pretty well, but that's a guy. You know, unless you pay attention to uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball you don't know who it is um, you know go up and down and and a lot of their players on this team have just not been able to stay healthy and that's the biggest thing right now I mean you know Caleb Killian is another guy that they brought up to to give a spot start so if they can get some of their starting pitching back if Stroman can come back and, and, and play uh, decent I mean Hendricks was dealing the other day Hendricks had a great game the other day um, but I mean, really, realistically, it comes down to the starting pitching. And one of the uh, players that we did see go down in this Red Sox series was, uh, you know, starter Alec Mills, who famously, I think last year, the year before, had a no hitter. Um, and he went down just uh, after just seven pitches in the, the Saturday's game, that 3-1 win over the Red Sox. He had some lower back pain after throwing just a few pitches, like I said. And, you know, he's only 30 years old. He has a giant ERA with 9.68, and he struck out two batters. Uh, he struck off, uh, what, Jaron Duran and, uh, and left after allowing a double to Devers. Uh, what the really, really encouraging thing is that we saw was uh, Mark Leiter Jr. came in and struck out J.D. Martinez and got Sander Bogarts to fly out, ending that inning. And uh, look, the, the thing is, is that Mills was just activated June 6th from the 60-day injured list uh, with a right quadriceps train. Uh, and he said that the pain he felt Saturday was a very similar feeling to his previous injury. So, you know, we have to see how he's going to recover. But I'm looking at, like I said, a guy like Mark Leiter Jr. He stepped in. He went five and one uh, third of an inning. He only gave up three hits. Uh, He only gave up one run. He had 5K. 
Uh, Michael Givens came in right after him, uh, pitched two innings, and then David Robertson came in to close out the game with a four uh, uh, four outs uh, outing, yeah. outing, however you want it, to. It's weird when they do that one out and then in, in the eighth. But yeah, I mean, he came in, he closed the door with two strikeouts and uh, and one walk and one hit. So, look, that was that was a quality win when you look at up and down at their pitching. And uh, you know, like I said, we're seeing some of the younger guys step up to the plate and do their thing. Um, Christopher Merle, like I said, with five hits the other day, five for five. The first time someone went five for five in forever. I don't even remember who the hell they, they said it was. Uh, uh, back in the eighties, right? They said, huh? It was back in the eighties. No, 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 no. It was it was about ten years ago, but it was a. a it was the first that many hits by a rookie in a game of you know the stats yeah that with that. you can always manipulate but i mean look, it, it's been in, it's been impressive to see like some of these younger guys step up now i'm not saying that that the cubs are going to make the playoffs right now but they went in the last two weeks from a 0.0 chance to a 0.2 <laughs> chance look i posted I'll, I'll that i posted i'm laughing but i posted it yeah and and but we talked about it last week last week was a 0.1 chance now it's a 0.2 chance Here's what you have to do, right? And they haven't been able to do it all all uh, all year. They did a little bit in the beginning of the season when they took a first series, uh, when they won that first series of the season versus the the Brewers. But since then, they've just been losing series after series. And in order to start moving in the right direction, you have to number one start stacking wins and start winning series because that's how you you know hey. Your two of those games balance each other out. You stack one win and one win and one win, and that win without a loss is how you start moving in the right direction. So, I mean, this don't let's not pretend like this uh, uh, NL Central is something special. I mean, they haven't been playing that well up and down. Yeah, the Cardinals are up there. Yeah, the Brewers are up there. But I mean, look, twelve and a half, twelve and a half games back at this point in the season, a couple weeks uh, until the All Star break, it's not impossible. But again, you have to have your veterans to come back, and you have to have these young guys that are doing their thing can be consistent. That's the key. No, it's it's not impossible, but the injuries is what's going to slow you down. You, you don't have the major league talent to, to to play against the Dodgers, which you have coming up pretty soon. The Brewers are a good team. Um, the the uh, you got the Orioles as well coming into into Wrigley, and and they're for a two game series, and they are a, a tough team. They play fundamental bas- uh, baseball. Um, <laughs> what I'm looking at right now, the standings on Google. And it's you know it shows the NL Central, and at the bottom it says the Cincinnati Reds, and there's no logo for the Cincinnati Reds. It's just, it just looks like a little shield. Yeah, it's a shield because they don't know who they are. They're like I, I don't recognize this as a major league <laughs> baseball team. That that's what it is. I mean, oh, look, hey. the, the Cubs are fun to watch. Let's, let's not, not let's not deny that you have a bunch of young guys, especially with you know we're we're at this age where we start seeing uh, kids of of players we saw you know. Yes. When we grew up, right? You know, the, the Vlad Juniors, and and, uh, and now you have, like, Mark Leiter Jr., Al Leiter's son. Uh, Al Leiter played for the Mets, if I can remember correctly. He bounced around a little bit, but I remember him at the, with the Mets. Yeah, um, it would have been it would have been Al Leiter's nephew, not his son. Oh, look at that. Been. See? There you yeah. go, Cuffhead. Um, ju- oh, hold on, hold on. He, his, name, his, his name ends with Junior. You can't be a Junior when your dad's name is something else. You see how that works? Work, yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, you looked it up. He no, I didn't. He could have been Mark Al Leiter Jr. I don't know. I had to look up Al Leiter's uh, uh, reference. Terrible. Yeah, well, I'm terrible. 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 Anyways, what I wanted to get my point across to was David Robinson. Is he a trade chip for you? 
Yeah, I mean, he he has to be. You know, he has he's got to be a player that you sit there and you actually look at realistically as far as like someone that you're going to be able to 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 trade off. I mean, he's going to be there most. I mean, look, this is a guy that's been in the league for a long time. He's been a closer for a few different uh, organizations, and, and I know that a, a team like the Braves could really use him right now, considering the fact that Kenley Jansen is again on the IL yep. with that. Uh, um, um, he has a heart condition where he's at, he has been on the aisle a couple times. I think he has like a rapid heartbeat or whatever. whatever regular heartbeat. But I mean, regular heartbeat. Yeah, that's what that's that, that's what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, so a, a team like the Braves, if you're concerned about that. But I mean, again, Kenley Jansen has gone through this a couple times in his career, his time with the, the Dodgers and all those years. So, I mean, like he's been able to come back pretty soon after having uh, experience in that. But, you know, again, up and down. There's players that you can look to trade. I mean, right? We talked about Contreras, a guy mm-hmm. that I really want them to find a way to kind of keep on this team. And, uh, you know, speaking of Contreras, he won phase one of this year's all-star voting for his position in the NL, making the second round of this year's balloting process, along with Braves catcher Travis Denard. Um <laughs> Phase two of voting will uh, run from uh, 11 p.m. Central time on Tuesday through 1 p.m. Central on Friday on MLB.com. And another cool story about this, we talked about his younger brother before, uh, William Contreras. He also reached phase two, but in the DH category. Uh, the only other finalist is uh, Philly star Bryce Harper, who is currently out with that fractured left thumb. Yep. So it'll be a real cool uh, chance for the two brothers to join each other in the all-star game and uh look it's gonna take place in la so they're gonna have a lot of fun out there hanging out in dodger stadium and uh this is this is just one of those cool moments in baseball we saw the two brothers play together uh not too long ago for the first time because you know will uh wilson said he hadn't seen his brother play since the little leagues and uh you know I think Contreras, he's realistic enough to know that his time with the Cubs might be coming to an end. And uh, his name has been constantly in these these rumors, right? There's a lot of speculation about that. And it's a big reason why he's been talking about, you know, that Cubs logo at the All-Star game means so much to him. Uh, he came out and said to wear the Cubs jersey in the All-Star game. I'm proud of that. Uh, he's been with the Cubs since he was 17 years old. He, wow. he also said, this is my home. This is my house. It's I've been here for 14 years, and I don't think a lot of players can say that. Uh, the first time I got here was in 09, and nobody was here. I've seen everybody come to this club. And wearing the jersey of the Cubs, it really means a lot to me. It's going to mean a lot to my family because they gave me the opportunity be, to become a professional baseball player and i'm sure knowing that he's a little bit older than his brother that he was an inspiration for him also coming into the majors as a catcher so look this could be a potentially really cool moment hopefully not the end of wilson Contreras' career on the north side but again this is one of those things where you root for both of them and and regardless of what team that he ends up on if next year he's with the cubs because he signed a long-term deal or next year he's somewhere else i'm gonna root for him for the rest of his career yeah yeah obviously he's he's a fan favorite he's one of my favorites he's, he's one of those players that you want on your team so let, let's just you know let's put the, uh, the 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 laundry to the side. He is a great player. He's a great catcher. Um, he obviously can show he can put up the offense. He can uh, hold down a rotation. So the issue is how much do you have to pay him? And uh, right now they're far apart. And I, I don't even think there's no negotiations going on right now, as far as we know. Um, so the biggest thing for 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 Contreras is 
as a fan, you want him to stay with with your team since you've seen him come up to the minors, come up to the, to, to the team, win a championship, and you want him to be your mainstay. He's still young enough that he can go through the second wave right now. That which is uh, what they're doing is they're rebuilding. So you want that him to be that staple, that that cornerstone for the second wave. As a business transaction, if you can't come to an agreement. You're going to have to trade him. I mean, you've got 30, well, not even 30 days. You've got 27 days to trade him um, if that's going to happen. The problem is what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of teams that would want him, but they said that he might be a little bit disruptive to their, their catching uh, 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 chemistry. Um, I don't know how that's possible. I, I, I don't know how that's possible because if, if you bring him in, you bring him in for one or two pitchers and you build that chemistry slowly. I mean, he's there to, to catch the ball and call a game. If you, if you see him catching uh, uh, for the Cubs and calling great games for these pitchers that are not so great, I mean, Hendricks is a good pitcher, and 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 uh, 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 Keegan Thompson is a pretty good pitcher. But let's say he goes to the Yankees. I mean, they got four studs. They got four genuine studs. You think that's going to be a problem for him? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily about him in particular. I think it's just about the fact that uh, you know you're. you're a catcher is one position where you're involved in every single pitch of the game, right? right. On the, on the uh, defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, like, you want someone that can be have the chemistry, like you're saying, have the chemistry right off the bat. And then that, that's not something that, that is built overnight, right? Correct. I mean, you look at considering the fact that he's been here for 14 years. He knows Hendricks. He knows Alec Mills. He knows the other pitchers on this team. So even with the new guys they brought over, uh, uh, Smiley and Miley, and Strowman. I mean, you know, he's had enough time to build up a chemistry with those guys. And, uh, you know, you also have Jan Gomes right now. So, I mean, you look at a guy like Jan Gomes, he's probably the best backup catcher in, in, in major leagues right now. And uh, he's a potential candidate to go somewhere else, too, because they brought up the uh, the young kid that's been uh, playing actually pretty well for the Cubs. And, uh, look, I, I'll be sad to see him go if he does indeed go. I hope that they are working on something to find a way to to keep him here on the north side it sounds like this is where he wants to be this is where he's passionate about and we talk about the, the next wave or the next uh, uh wave of, of players and stars to come through you know the uh the Wrigley Field uh, gates there you know he definitely has that possibility and and one other thing that that people like to talk about but never really want to uh, see executed right is the Cubs look up and down their roster and they let a lot of players go from that 2016 year and there's a reason for that the reason being is that they did they couldn't come they couldn't repeat they kept trying they kept trying but they could not climb that mountain a, a, a second time and squeeze another title out of that that roster there so i mean eventually they had to blow it up and the thing is now you're looking for some of the young guys seeing what they're able to do trying to see i mean there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of players available really good players available in free agency next year and i think next year we're, we're really going to be able to see the the true test of what jed hoyer can do as a general manager in the major leagues because a lot of people are saying he's not ready he doesn't have the chops that that theo did but that's his right hand man so if i were him i'm trying to do whatever i can again i mean i'm a huge Contreras fan i i i look down the road at St. Louis and how they've been able to re-up and, and kind of hold some of their cornerstone pieces that have been, you know, had their ups and downs. But now you look at guys that are getting close to 40 and they're able to sit at the top of the standings in, in the National League. And I don't see why Contreras can't be a part of that. You know, you hold on to a couple of core guys and you're able to repeat and able to rebuild around those guys. 
And and that is my hope for this team so that they are not completely decimated because I don't want to start all over again. I, I think, yes, you're rebuilding, but you can also retool at the same time. Yeah, agreed. All right, thanks for the feedback. I guess we're going to talk about what's going on with the so <laughs> sorry. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Yes, sir. The Chicago White Sox right now looks like they're going to sweep the San Francisco Giants. They're winning 10-1 to at the moment. Uh, so, barring a collapse, uh, they actually take a sweep in a series after getting uh, shellacked by the Angels. So, finally, taking advantage of another team's mistakes is what's happening. The Giants have been throwing the ball around like it was a hot potato all three games and that's how the Sox have been uh, scoring the Sox are playing f- uh, fundamental ba- uh, baseball right now and the Giants are just not there like I'm it's literally just a you know just a carousel of White Sox players scoring right now it's 11 to 1 so it, it's nice to see that the Sox are actually hitting the ball which has been a major uh, flaw of the team um, I know we have a lot of injuries but there's a lot of teams out there that have a lot of injuries like you just mentioned the Cubs and, and the uh, Minnesota Twins the Minnesota Twins walked off the Orioles on back-to-back games this weekend they lost today but still that's a team that has that chemistry that has that that oomph that that never give up attitude i don't think the white Sox are there there they're there yet so right now um this series is, is gonna be put off to the board uh, off the board but what i am seeing is yo-yo and the rest of the boys must have heard us talking shit about them just like when vooch heard hears us talking shit about him and then he plays better um and, and there's a lot of hustle in their steps right now. Um, there's a lot of diving for the balls. There's a lot of hustling in the first base. There's, there was a pickle earlier, and they got out of it, even though Sheets just you know stepped off the base and got tagged. But um, <laughs> as I say, they, they're, they're playing ball, right? They, they, they do something stupid. Um, but what you see is a lot of the pitching's holding up. You have Cease and, and uh, Kopech and Giolito putting up good numbers. Uh, lots of strikeouts, or even if that if they don't have their stuff, they're pitching out of the way out of jams. Besides Tony messing this up, right? They're not allowing their manager to make decisions to mess up the game. So right now, it is time to put up or shut up. All right, there's enough talent on the field to win. Pitching has been consistent all season, besides a couple hiccups, and that goes for every team. But the bats and the defense is what failed them aside from the coaching right so bats have woken up this series uh they did pretty well against the angels as well i think they put up like four runs two ice and then 11 runs at one game so the bats are waking up and it maybe it's the heat or whatever as yo-yo just strikes out you son of a biscuit um <laughs> but the defense has failed them all season and right now it looks like it, it, they've got it together um the socks are being put to the test for the next 16 17 days um, against the AL Central starting this Monday with no days off until the All-Star break. This stretch is what's going to decide the front office uh, if it's time to push for the playoffs or make some moves for the 2023 season. They're waiting for the potential to flourish all over the talent, uh, for, the, for, the, for the talent to flourish. Over on, it's all on the main roster right now. So if they show up, the front office is going to pick up a left-handed bat, and those are just not lying around. So let's be honest with that. There's a chance... They had a chance to pick up Schorber. I've been saying this for two years ago. He's been a free agent a couple times already. They should have picked up Schorber. They would have got it for super cheap. Now he's the league leader in the NL in home runs. You got J.D. Martinez, another person they could have picked up and paid. They didn't want to pay him that much. I know he's a DH. We don't want a DH. We have plenty of those on the team. But he's, he's leading the league in, in batting average. It's, it's frustrating to, to see these guys that they could have had a chance to pick up 
and they didn't want to address the right field situation that void that we've had for like 10 years and jd martinez would have filled it shorber would have filled it i know shorber's defense isn't that great but it's better than what we've been seeing with the ball being tossed around all season so my suggestion would be andrew benintendi from the royals he's hitting over 300 he's a left-handed bat he'll be a free agent after this year so you don't have to pay much to acquire him so that's that's the go get right now yeah, and I mean, you know, I think we know Benintendi from his time with the Red Sox. He was a very good player. He was a very good prospect. I mean, he had a lot of cachet behind his name, and and you know, he had a bit of a struggles when he first started when he first came up to the league. But I mean, you know, he, he's sitting there essentially rotting away on on a team like the freaking Royals. Yep. I mean, that's a sad thing. I mean, you you, you another uh, you look at all those players that were on that their 2015 team that won the World Series. I mean, you see all the players they had there that ended up going to different teams. Eric Hosmer, um, uh, what, what's the, 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 the other outfielder that went up to uh, Minnesota, or I mean, uh, the Brewers, he played there until he got DFA'd. But I mean, they oh, had yeah. a lot of talent there that was very, Lorenzo Cain is the one thinking about. They had a lot of talent on that team that ended up going to other places, and they just happened to catch lightning in the bottle that year. Alex Gordon, Ben Zobrist, I mean, they had some good pitching on that team. So, I mean, they caught lightning in the bottle, and, and you know, they ended up shipping all these guys off kind of the tampa bay or i mean uh um the miami marlins you know uh, way of thinking win a world series get rid of everyone so i mean they needed to do that but what the problem is is that teams like the marlins teams like the royals teams like the a's it's just baseball purgatory where you're just kind of stuck there and you end up wasting your career there so for the for the white Sox to, to go after a guy like that a guy with like i said who had some cachet behind his name a guy that had uh, some you know uh, very talented coming out of the minors that'd be a great move for them considering he's a younger guy you don't have to worry about a contract going into next year and if you really like what he did you can try to sign him for for the future and long term because that's definitely a need for this team i mean you have a lot of outfielders on this team it's just they're not stepping and they're not playing defensive uh, uh, fundamental defensive baseball and you know that is a huge problem for this team you know right now you're looking at what aj pollock right eloy who who you know he it's funny to see Lou Bob come and snatch that ball out in front of him. They even made the damn bobblehead for it. Yes, but I mean, Eloy's a problem. You know, he like I said before, he needs to be a full-time DH, and that's it. He does not need to be fielding. That's that should be his role. Um, you know, and and now Adam Engel being hurt. You know, so I mean, that's the thing is that you definitely need to shore up that outfield, and uh, defensively is where you need to do it. Uh, you know, your, your bats are starting to come alive a bit. You know, you look at the the, the fact that they're out there right now putting a hurting on, on, the, uh, on the Giants, who are actually another good team, you know. So, I mean, you need to start stacking wins if you really want to kind of keep moving forward. And, uh, again, going into the month of July, which we're, you know, we're, we're, it's the third now. We're going to be ready to celebrate uh, tomorrow, the, the Independence Day. But you're moving on Twins, Tigers, Guardians, right? Twins yeah. again. Yep. Guardians again. So that's going to be what you're, uh, you know, you're going to get that break from, from the uh, All-Star break on the 18th and the 19th. But other than that, I mean, you're going to be pounding away against these these uh, AL Central rivals. And you got to get it done if you really want to make a splash. And and I've been talking about it for a good month now. This is right now, this is put up or shut up time. You have to kind of take care of business. You got to start stacking series wins. You start off nice in the beginning of the uh, of the month with this uh 
series win against the the Giants, but you got to keep it going. You cannot stop. It's not time to slow down right now. You won't have a break until that home run derby on the 18th. So you got to get out there. You got to do your thing. You're at home until you go. Uh, you got a week until you got to leave town. And then you got a road trip right before the uh, the All Star break. So get your shit together. Start stacking these wins. Make it fun and exciting for your your fans coming into that park. And and let's go. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It is put up or shut up. You got three games to start off with against the Twins. You got a little sprinkle four game series against the Tigers, um, and and looks like you have some double headers against the Guardians. That's going to be tough if you have, with those double headers. Um, I think you have a double header in the twelfth. Yeah, and then you go back uh, to playing the Twins for another four series, and then the Guardians again. These are teams that are ahead of you. If you want to jump ahead, this is the time to leapfrog them by taking the series. Take three out of four. Take two out of three. Take those and take that momentum and keep it rolling. This is the time to get hot so that way that front office can find you, uh, uh, Adam Benintendi, and maybe even you know David Robinson, they, you can get him from the Cubs because I think his contract is up at the end of the year as well. So you can try to get these pieces that help you to put you over the edge. This is the time to do it. White Sox, it is the time to put up or shut up because if not, it, it's, it's time to dismantle some of these pieces. And one of these pieces, I, I, you've got to move. If they don't do anything, it's going to be Moncada. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's easy to give up on him, right? Yo, because because of his nickname Yo Yo, right? He's up and down and up and down. But I'm gonna tell you what, you know, this is. I promise you, I promise you, what you're gonna hear out of a lot of White Sox fans if they do not take care of business in the month of July. Well, Liam Hendricks is on the IL. Liam, like, oh, Liam Hendricks. I, I, that's irregardless. You've got to no, score that's runs. That's what I'm saying. That we, you're, we keep hearing injuries. We're getting hearing this. We're getting uh, Liam Hendricks, your closer, the guy that you know. If you, you're not playing solid defense, your closer becomes even more and more important, right? Right. So I mean, that that's that's my point is that they don't get it done. Grandal right now, he's on the the IL. So I mean, like you you need you need these players to come back and play well. You need them to play well. Yeah, you do. Obreu's been heating up. I think his average is about like a 285 or 289 at the moment. Um, uh, you've got uh, Harrison. He's he's raised his, his play ever since everyone's been dogging him on Twitter. And he heard it. They 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 interviewed him. He's like, oh, how do you feel about that? He's like, well, I don't pay attention to that. Bullshit. If you know about it, that means you were paying attention about it. And your play has been a lot better. His defense has been great since. He's been hitting the ball. Yo-Yo, uh, you know, he had a little, bit, a little hiccup, but he's been playing better. Um, obviously, we know his defense is great. He made him a great catch today, uh, but I don't even know if he has a hit today. He probably went over five today, which kills me. Um, but you, like you said, Lou Bob, you're gonna play once, maybe twice a week on the, on the field uh, to spell one of the rest of the guys. The rest of the time, you're playing DH. Then you got Andrew Vaughn, who has uh, air, uh, Trout numbers, and he should be in the All Star game. But because he's not popular, he looks like Gomer Pyle. He probably won't get in until like there's a reserve spot for him. Um, I mean, you know, Lou Bob is going to be Lou, do Lou Bob stuff, so he's going to be a parental All Star that's going to go on for years and years. But we still have that hole in right field. Adam Angle is not the answer. He's he's been proven to be uh, injury prone. So you can't have him there. Um, you got Galvin Sheets, you know, up and down in the minor leagues. He's not the answer. He's not the answer. That's why I say you gotta go get Benintendi. No, no, he no. Sheets is gonna. I mean, I talked to a lot of him before being a potential to take over, uh, 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 like first base. I mean, I know, I know you got Andrew Vaughn, but I'm just saying, like he's he's that type of player, right? He's a type of guy that can stand there, be the strong, tall guy that catches everything his way. But I mean, you gotta you look. You have to find spots for all these guys, and it's just it's such a mismatch of like who's gonna play where. I mean, you. you 
it, it's weird because you got guys like Larry Garcia, like Adam, like just these hang, guys that hang on to the end of the fucking roster. Tony loves Larry. Tony, he he went on an interview saying he loves Larry. He likes to, he wants to play him every day. Why? I know. I, I know. I know why. I think we all know why. Because he's old, he doesn't know what the fuck he's looking at. That's <laughs> I've, I've been talking about it, man. He does not know where he is or what he's looking at. It is frustrating. I, I, I'm not going to go off on TLR again because I don't know if his brittle, brittle ass bones can take it. No, it definitely can because he hasn't taken his Metamucil. Um, so, uh, yeah, Larry. Larry's been playing a lot better, but he's still dropping stuff, simple stuff, and making dumb plays. Um, but. Again, he's a utility player. We've known that since we've gotten him. He's up to bat right now. He's a utility player. The, the reason that they have him is because he's a switch hitter. Besides him and Moncada, what, what else do you have left-handed? You don't. You don't have any left-handed bats. Whatever. I mean, look, I, I really... I, th- this is one of those guys where I've kind of wiped off my radar, right? I don't pay attention to what he does. I know you do because, you know, you're watching every player on this team. <laughs> but, I mean, he's, he's just a guy that I'm like, I, I don't care about. Well, you know, I, I, I do want to. I do want to give a shout out to our boy Yomar Sanchez, who actually was called up to the uh, bigs yes, uh, on, on the Red Sox. Man, he, so he's on the major league roster right now. I'm hoping he gets a, a fair shot because I feel like a guy like him. Yeah, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is they he won a Gold Glove, and then the Sox were like, "Bye." Yeah, Bye. yeah. I think uh, there was a lot of uh, issues with him being such a joyous person. I'm like, dude, he's a happy person. They're like, oh, he's too happy. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that's stupid. That, that's yeah. just a dumb reason. He, he's, a very, he's a glue guy. Uh, he's a guy that, like, again, he can spell you. and But he has a better glove than Larry. He just he, right. just, he just couldn't hit. That's the problem. Oh, bro, my daughter has a better glove than Larry. <laughs> Larry got another hit right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, hey, and she's a, she's a champion. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's right. She does have that pedigree. She can put a, a little star on her jersey now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring a Pot after a quick word from our sponsor. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Hey, brother, you know what time it is? Uh Uh-oh. You know, it's that time again. 
Oh boy. <laughs> it's time for stirring a pot. All right, brother. I have just sent you an image uh, to your phone. And it says you can only choose three items for your 4th of July barbecue. Here are your items. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'm, I'm going to read this list off. Okay. You're good at reading. Go ahead. Because this, first of all, because I, I am definitely the chef of the show. Yes, right? sir. We, I think we've established oh, yes. that. So That's fine. You, you can only choose three items for your 4th of July barbecue. And this is from something called Balls Beachwear. So I don't know what you've been searching, but <laughs> Balls Beachwear. It's beachwear for your balls. Anyway, uh, the list goes. New sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> the list is uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, ribs, steak, pasta, salad, barbecue chicken, pulled pork, potato chips, potato salad, baked beans, corn on the cob, mac and cheese, watermelon, apple pie, and coleslaw. Uh, so first of all, let me tell you something. So barbecue, Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone, come over. Someone goes. I'm gonna bring some beans. I'm like, you better be bringing them beans back to your house. Don't bring no beans to my house. What the fuck? Don't. First of all, it's hot. It's hot. If I'm gonna be gassy, it's because it's gonna be because of beer. It's not gonna be because you brought some fucking beans to my house. So number one, for that reason, you're out. Uh, going up and down the list. I mean. Number one, you have to have hot dogs, right? I mean, that's that's the number one thing you got to have on the Fourth of July. Stable. Um, you know, it, anytime you can get a chance to shove a wiener in your mouth, you got to take care of it, right? Especially hey, when there's a contest going on, right? I that's mean, right. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that on uh, on one of those inner websites. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> what websites are you on? I know the hot dog eating contest. Isn't that tomorrow morning? Yeah, that's uh, Joey Chestnut going for his 157 title. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, yeah. don't don't let's no sidestep the question. You got to pick three. What well, are you doing? I am picking them. I was in the middle of picking it. You're eliminating people. You're eliminating things. I eliminated baked beans. That's what I eliminated. What? But I added hot dogs. You have to have hot dogs, right? Okay, that's one. You have to have hot dogs. I think you have to have burgers. Those are the staples because every part, you know, it's that time of the year. The kids are out. They're gonna want to eat too. So you have to have hot dogs and hamburgers. And uh, for number three, I think it's got to be between ribs and chicken. I mean, b- barbecue chicken. So. For me, uh, because I am doing barbecue chicken, it's going to be barbecue chicken for me. So those are your three. Everything else is eliminated. Or you're just well, going protein. Says, yeah, yeah. I don't Look, I, apple pie, watermelon. I don't need this shit. I don't need coleslaw. I don't need pasta salad. Uh, steak. I mean, I got, you could have steak anytime. There's, it's, steak is not a staple of the 4th of July. Um, ribs could be for sure. Uh, I think ribs, barbecue chicken, pulled pork is something you have to make separately. You, can't, you don't really grill uh, pulled pork. Um, potato chips is whatever. Potato salad is whatever. Uh, baked beans, fuck no. Corn in the cob, I really don't care. Mac and cheese for me is a is a is a wintertime thing. I don't. I, I would not heat up my my house to make that shit in the, uh, in the summer. <laughs> Watermelon, I really care about. And apple pie, I, again, I don't care about that shit. So give. So you, you're just I going. You're going keto. I'm going meats, baby. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, I'll put that in there later. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna uh, so I'm gonna do what you did and just pick three and not uh, um, just go based on uh, uh, on meats and other side dishes. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go burgers, hot dogs, and ribs as far as your protein. Um, those, those are staples. I know your your neighbor uh, smoked some ribs the other the other time. What was that, a month, about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and those they were delicious. He made a Dr Pepper glaze on it. It was phenomenal. 
Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is that like you know you're gonna have burgers and hot dogs. Those those are the simple things, uh, you know. And and so it's gonna be either ribs or or barbecue chicken. And because I'm doing I'm doing like this uh, barbecue teriyaki chicken uh, lollipop drumsticks. So those those will be pretty good. And and I rotate them on the I do them on the charcoal and I let them rotate and go back and forth. And then the dogs and the burgers, of course. And then I got like some uh, what do we get? We got like some. Some mozzarella pepper uh, sausages, or yeah, something like that. yeah, yeah. I have the I have the I mean, cheddar jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had those. That's what so we, we yeah we we stopped over at Sam's Club yesterday. And we and we got loaded up on on the meats, so we should be good to go. All right. If it, you leave here hungry, that's your fault. That that is very true. Uh, all right. So if you if you let's wipe away the, the proteins and um, pick three of the non proteins. Oh fuck. Yeah. Um. So first of all, baked beans still fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, and kind of fuck Boston for having Boston baked beans. Um, it's it, a good it, candy. Yeah, I mean, look, chips are easy. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going mac and cheese. You said you're not going to heat up the house, huh? You said you're not you're not going to heat up the house. You said you took away all the meat. <laughs> if I have to pick from what's left on this list, all right, all right, all right. You said I'm chips, mac chips, and cheese. I'm going mac and cheese, and I'm gonna go apple pie. Okay, all right. So, all right. Um, I'm gonna go corn on the cob, staying on the grill. Yeah. Um, you don't. It, it don't. It, it's fine. It just doesn't do much for me. I'm gonna make corn tomorrow, but it's like okay. You gotta do it Mexican style, man. You gotta put the the crema and the fucking okay. chicojita okay. cheese and the yeah yeah do all that shit, man. All right. So I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, apple pie for me. It, that's like that's a winter time thing. I'm not a fan of American coleslaw. is apple pie. Yeah, I get it, but I, I eat it more in the winter. Apple wintertime. pie with a scoop of ice cream. I'm not. I, I don't mode. eat apple pie that often. Yeah, apple. I, I'll do that once in a while. But again, I, for me, when I think of apple or pies in general, I think of Thanksgiving and 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 Christmas and New Year's. That's what because yeah, you're inside. And the other thing too is that that's the only like dessert on here. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. You know. And then yeah, well, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go chips, corn on the cob, and since I'm gonna twist my own arm, I'm gonna go watermelon. Okay, just because I mean, it's, it's it's outside, I'm picking stuff that's easily outside. You don't really have to do much to it. Um, you, you just slice up the watermelon. Here you go. And if you want to put lime and, and, and tahini on it, go ahead, go go for it. I think yeah. like you like. I agree with you. There's no reason to heat up the house during the summer when it's 95 degrees and and bake some mac and cheese or bake that's an apple your pie. House, bro. Well, my my house, you could bake an apple pie or make some apple cheese in this office right now because it's about 120 in here, and right. I am literally dropping weight. Well, I mean, they, there's there's one way to do it. When I drop weight, it's usually in the toilet, but that's a different story. <laughs> Poop knife. Poop knife. Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right, brother. One last question before we go. What you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? What isn't sports right now is my chance to uh, watch my summer shows, and thank God for that. Right now, Westworld Season 4, it's dropped uh, one or two episodes. It is phenomenal. Um, again, Westworld is a spaghetti western, and now it's more sci-fi. Um, you have a bunch of robots now in the real world, and they're trying to take over the world. So you, um, it's it's a battle of the robots realizing that they are um, AI and their the self awareness and all that stuff. Um, um, it, it's got a weird story. Um, you got to stick with it because it's a slow a, a slow burn at times. Um, but it's a great show. Aaron Paul's in it you know, for the last two seasons, and a couple of her. Well, season one and two reprising their roles and so forth 
Um, again, I, I, I highly recommend it. Season one and two, it'll blow your brains out as far as uh, t- twists and turns. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, that is on HBO, and that's uh, every Sunday uh, for season four. Have you seen? Yeah, that? I mean that—that's that, the show I've heard of. It's once again one of those shows that's on the back burner. I'll catch you. I'll catch you when I do. <laughs> when it's over, right? Yeah. Um, the other show that I have been watching, and this is on Apple TV. This is all for all mankind, uh, season four. This is the what if the United States and Russia uh, did not stop the uh, space race. So now that we're on season four, we're in the nineties. So it starts in the sixties, goes seventies, eighties, and now it's nineties. Um, this is uh, Clinton does not get the office. Uh, it, it's one by one of a former NASA uh, employee. Uh, right now what the race is is the global race to mars to colonize mars so you have the united states you have russia and then you have the private enterprise kind of like a jeff bezos uh, type of uh, player who uh built a hotel uh, of sorts uh as a, a space station and it didn't work out so well and they reconverted that space hotel ship uh to go to mars so it's um it's fascinating. I, I, I'm very fascinated with NASA and space and uh, the reason we we haven't gone back to the moon and stuff like that. So for me, that's very interesting. It's also has a lot of, um, they put a lot of historical clips in there. So you'll see uh, clips of Ronald Reagan talking to, you know, people from NASA, even though they kind of mosh poshed it to make it sound like it's a real conversation. Same thing with Clinton, where Clinton's debating the former NASA director. Uh, as they're running for presidency so it's a really cool show a lot of historical figures a lot of um what ifs and uh it, it's it's for me it's it's, it's nerding out yeah i mean it, that that definitely sounds like something that's interesting it's just one again one of those things that uh i definitely check out later when i remember it exists um you know it, that, that's always my problem is just trying to find time for these programs right and when i do i you know like you know i watch the first season get super hyped about it and forget it exists now one one thing um one thing that i was able to watch that is not a series is uh christella alonzo just dropped a new netflix special um it, i think it's called lower classy i think that's the the most recent one that came out it might be something different i'm probably just messing that up altogether. but yeah she just came out with a, a brand new special on netflix it's really cool um she is super funny i mean i don't know if you've ever seen her before but she is she is hilarious she's got that brand new netflix special and she talks about being uh growing up as an esl uh, uh someone that that was esl if you don't know that means english as a second language uh she she says she grew up in south texas which is mexico <laughs> and one of the one of the funniest jokes uh that, that uh i repeated to my wife and she kind of looked at me weird and I, and and the the joke was about uh how what did they they had to share a bathroom and a birth certificate <laughs> see that's funny because right. I, I, I super relate to that yeah, yeah so yeah yeah that so, is- i mean like you had the, the material is very uh, uh, relatable to a lot of the people that I know. You know, I mean, shit, my dad didn't get his. Uh, he had a resident alien card my whole childhood. He didn't become a citizen until he was probably in the 60s. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we definitely uh, definitely touched a, a few nerves on there. Maybe uh, laugh quite a bit. I had to keep it down being that I'm watching the shit at like seven in the morning. And that's because that's when I wake up. But uh, the other show that I started watching again was The Boys. I finally started picking up on that. Um, yeah. I, I'm about halfway through the first season again. I realized that I only watched one or two episodes there. I, I there's I think there's 
pieces of episode two that I was missing where a couple other characters came in. And because I'm just like, where the fuck are these people coming? I must have dozed off or something yeah. shocking. I know. But uh, but yeah, the uh, but that Asian superhero that was a war child or whatever. I have no idea where the hell she came from, that she just appeared. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm just coming around to the uh, the point where you realize that the boys are the uh, the underground crew that's trying to investigate all these superheroes. And, that is uh, correct. What's his What's his name? The Homelander type guy. Uh, Homelander. That motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, that he, motherfucker is a motherfucker. So uh, you have Homelander and then uh, the Aussie. What's his name? Oh God, I'm so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, both both butcher. of those guys. Uh, butcher. Yeah, yeah. But butcher. Both of those guys were on Xena Warrior. Did you know that? Uh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, they were like you know the side like background guys or small very very small characters yeah, yeah, on yeah. Xena. Role so players, role yeah, players. role players. Yeah, so it's it's funny to see that because I someone posted up on I might have been uh, uh, on the Fly Nerd Group uh, page and I saw that. That makes sense. Yeah, so, <laughs> obviously, right for the, for the shout nerds. out to, a shout out to our boy Kochi Soul Star doing big things. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so. These guys are, and then uh, a butcher, the guy, the actor who plays butcher, is uh, rumored to be one of the main candidates to replace uh, Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. So, what do you think about that? I, I think that's perfect for him. I know. I I, th- I think that's a good role for a guy like him. I think he's probably around the same age as Hugh Jackman, so it's a little <laughs> odd. You know what I mean? Like, you need a young. I think if you're gonna do, if you're gonna continue that story or try to do a little bit more backstory or whatever it is, you kind of need to go the younger route. But I, I could definitely see him as a Wolverine. Yeah, I think he, he'd be perfect. He'll he'll slide right in. But I, I agree with you. Like, if they're gonna reboot the the X Men series, you've got to go with a younger uh, actor that that, that can uh, carry that series for years to come. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you also have to find a way to inc- start incorporating it into the Marvel universe, right? Like the MCU that we're we're looking at right now. There, I'm still a couple of shows behind on that. Um, I got to see the new Doctor Strange. I, I got to see the uh, uh, oh, what the hell is the name of it? Uh, the Asian superhero that came out. Um, so there's, there's oh, the a Ten of Rings, huh? The Ten Rings one. Yes, oh, that, yeah. was, that was great. The Ten Rings yeah. was great. So there's a, there, yeah, there's there's a couple of them out there that I have to kind of catch up on. I, I think after. Uh, um after infinity war or where was it yeah it was the, the last one that came out with the, the uh where thanos snaps his fingers and everyone fucking disintegrates yeah. that kind of yeah. let some of the uh air out of the balloon so there's some catching up i have to do to kind of get back hype into it but overall i mean it's uh it's interesting to see somebody's uh new actors getting chances at some old roles but uh it'll be interesting man yeah uh, uh you'll love the ten rings Doctor Strange, I think you'll like it. There's there's some there's some small plot holes, but you know it, it does introduce the X Men into the the Marvel universe, which is what people have been crying about for such a long time. And now, uh, have you seen the X Men movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the X Men movies, if you've seen all of them, you know that there's no continuity in timeline. Uh, no, especially with no, apoc- they, they jump around. Yeah, especially with the apocalypse where they time travel and all that stuff. So now with with the multiverse. It kind of fixes all that because you can mm. say, okay, this is a different multiverse, and you see the different characters just like in, in Marvel. So I think that uh, Kevin Feige is gonna, uh, you know, has his team ready that to, to fix the entire X Men uh, uh, series and make it a successful one for the next phase. And that has been your nerd talk of the week, starring <laughs> Shout out to Giganta for that one. That's right. And uh, look, man, I, I think it's time to uh, put beer on ice. I'm going to heat up the grill, and we're going to start our festivities. What do you think? Uh, it's a good time to start that, man. 
Yeah. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. Don't forget to visit our guy Danny and his crew over at ACSI.tech and check out the career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on careers to apply today. The Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. And uh, Shine Native Nights is going to return on July 14th. Go and check out the Shine Native uh, uh, Facebook page, Instagram, all that, and you'll get information about the uh, local talent that's going to be playing on that show. And also a very special event coming to you live and direct. The Music in the Woods Music Festival is coming up on August 13th. Uh, it's in Big Bend Lake in Des Plaines. It's right off of Bender Road and Golf ideal mike logic fury green lights music am early morning i am god john bovey and so much more you got sounds by dj hunt um look you got music all the way from 11 a.m to 7 p.m you got food vendors you got so so much more tickets are available now at idealraps.com that's idealraps.com i-d-e-a-l-r-a-p-s.com this is an all ages event. A ticket is needed for ages 12 and above. Food vendors and merchant and merchants will be there on site to give you your food. You can find different types of merchants, support local artists. This is going to be a great event. We'll be there. So come out and support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShineFans on Twitter. That's at TrueCHIFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Reach out to us. Hit the DMs with your recommendations. And just tell us what you think about the show. You can also reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 104. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.